I think that's a thing. Like every every couple of years, some moron tries to say like, "Oh, no one's claimed the moon, so I claim the moon." And they're like, "It's the moon, you dumbass." <laughs> Fine, yeah, if you I, want it, go get it. Yeah, your better bet is like searching for stars that haven't been named yet. I have tr- I have trouble with that. Well, I think you can. There's a website that claims to name stars for you for a certain amount of money. Yes. Because I know Your star that, registry. Yeah. Yes. Because I know that, uh, there's, I forget what the exact number is, but it's something like if you if you named every single star that you can see in plain sight mm-hmm. and it took you one second to name each one, it would take you like a billion years or something. Yeah. It's, I mean, the number of stars in the sky that they can see and even... I think now they can name ones that you can't see in plain sight right. because well, they yeah. can see far. Did you? Um, here's but here's my thing about the star registry system is that that thing's gonna. I mean, I theoretically that's gonna be around forever. Like they're gonna keep track of those names. Well, yeah. And eventually, eventually we're gonna be able to travel amongst the stars. I, I'm deter- I'm I'm not saying in our lifetime or in our children's lifetime. We'll see. Right now it's considered impossible because of you can't travel the speed of light. Right, but, but eventually we're gonna break we'll that. There, I, I, I know at some point we're gonna we're gonna do that, and then we're gonna be traveling to the like. Josh loves genie star system. And that's just going to be embarrassing for us. Yeah. Like, that's my problem with it. Because eventually, we're going get to a, get a point to be there, and they're going to break out the star registry yeah. to be like, all right, where can we travel to? And it's going to be fucking dumb. Yeah, just all the dumb. galaxies are going to be named stupid names, and we're going to have to just chuck them out and redo them all over again because they're just we're not going to be able to look ourselves in the eye anymore. <laughs> Science. Science. Oh, uh, yeah. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, everybody, where we bring you your comic geek and movie news on the time that it takes to eat a good sandwich, and then to top it off with that stale, weak-old champagne. You know it still gets you just as drunk. <laughs> my name is Chris Treble. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. Hello, everyone. So, a movie came out, um, I guess about... About um no a little under a month ago. I want everyone to know that Chris just checked his watch. It has the date on it. <laughs> okay, it has the date on it. That's why he checked it. Um, it came out uh, a a little under a month ago. It's about um a group of uh, uh a small band of people who are getting together to um, change space and um, pioneer a new forefront. And that movie is called Hidden Figures. And oh, sure. Also, a uh, Star Wars movie. Came I was going to say, I, I didn't see that. Hidden Figures. I actually just did. Yeah? I just saw it the is other it, day. It, it it's actually pretty good. Yeah, it looks yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah, it is. It is really good. It looks I, fantastic. Give, give it a look. Um, also, a Star Wars movie came out. I don't know if you caught that. Uh, were there wars among the stars? There was a war hmm. among the stars. Yeah, then I saw that one. Yeah. 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 Do you want to talk? I was going to talk about Hidden Figures, but do you want to talk about I, this I, one instead? I haven't seen Hidden Figures. So. Okay, then let's talk about this one instead. Okay. Okay. Um, so Rogue One, a Star Wars story, came out, mm-hmm. and uh, we both happen to have seen it now. Yep. Um, I figure by now, pretty much anyone who's going to see it is going to see it. Um, I don't. <clears throat> again, I 
I waited to see it because we have a tradition in my family. But there's also... Uh, with these movies, I, we always do them late. And I, one of the reasons I kind of like to do them late is because... I listen to a lot of podcasts and so many of them come out like the next day with it. And then I got to wait because I don't want to spoil the movie for myself. You know, I have a tradition as well, which is that I forget about it until a week before and then I can't get tickets until the third week out. Right, right. (laughs) I also have another tradition that I work for a living. And so I don't end up seeing the movie until like two weeks later when I finally have a night that I can actually I'm, I'm, see. I'm astounded that I nothing was spoiled for me. Was anything spoiled for you? Um, Nothing that was... Nothing that I didn't expect to happen. Mm. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah, no major plot points were spoiled. In okay. This. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so let's... Let's delve... Let's delve Why don't we start with Star just Wars an easy, movie. non-spoiler... Okay. Um, good, bad... What, what, and just in general, like right. overall, would you recommend it? Overall, you think it was great? I really like this movie. Would you, how would you rank it in um, the Star Wars movies? Okay. How would I rank it? Yeah, among the, the other movies. Give me, give me a scale to, to rank it with. Well, it's like, a, no, it's like up to your one own to scale. No, 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 like the Star Wars movies. Oh, oh, like, like but you would, you, in the, the best, order if, of if your the... favorite one is Empire. Okay. And your Where least favorite is, I don't know, Phantom or Attack of the Clones or whatever. I mean, <laughs> I mean the prequels are. We we both agree that the prequels are the best, right? Well, we had a good run, Chris. <laughs> My wife maintains that the prequels are the best movies. I'm pretty the sure. Best? She, I think she does it just to piss. I me thought off. she just liked them. I think she does it just to make me mad. All right. Well, I'm uh, getting out the divorce papers right now. Yeah. Could you? Th- it's amazing that you have them just in a drawer waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting for this day. <laughs> um, I mean, I would. Say, I would, you know what? I'm gonna, this seems like a no desktop statement. I'm gonna put them right where they fall in the timeline. I'm gonna oh. say right in between the prequels and the and the original trilogy. I would say that is the original trilogy your least favorite of the no, no, I'm saying original trilogy is sorry, sorry, is a new hope the your least favorite of the original trilogy? Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, yes, and that's yeah. not me knocking that movie. no, no, definitely. I mean, all three of those movies are so close and it's quality. the other the other problem is I watch them every time I watch them, I usually watch them like in kind of a marathon form, yeah, so they've now kind of molded themselves into one giant yeah, movie for me same um, that's what I mean by the quality is so close in all three. It basically is yeah. one big movie I'll pro- you know what I'd probably put Jedi last in the original trilogy just because I it's the one that sticks with me the least. Okay, then it wouldn't be between... Yeah, I would say... But I would say, like, prequels are the worst. Let's mold them into just one one yeah, giant yeah, ball yeah. of suck. I mean, sure. Phantom Menace is the worst Star Wars movie ever. So you would put it between whatever the best prequel movie is and uh, Jedi? Yes. So Where, where does get... Force Awakens pop in on that? Okay, here's my order. Here's my order. <laughs> okay. This is going to be my official order... Till the end of the podcast, until I or until I change it. Uh, episode one. Um, this is worst to best. Episode one, episode three, episode two. Wow. Okay. Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Jedi. New Hope. And uh, no, I'm sorry. Jedi. Most people say Empire is the best one. Yeah. Let's say. Wanna... No, I'm, I'm debating where to put Force Awakens. I'm. Oh. Let's say Jedi, Force Awakens, New Hope empire okay let's do that all right order that's pretty good yeah i mine is mine is similar 
but it's it's mixed around from yours, definitely. Let's hear it. Oh, I would definitely put uh, Attack of the Clones at the bottom. Like, we thought Phantom Menace was the worst one, and then we had such high hopes that it was going to be better, that we made it look better. But after revisiting all of them, like, three or four times, Attack of the Clones is such a pile. It It is, but I just can't... Phantom Menace, I just... Well, here's the thing. Phantom Menace had, like, Darth Maul... And, like, really it interesting did. parts. But, yeah, but it Even also... Even the pod race is like, oh, I'm awake again, you know? True. It is very Star Wars-y in that it has these these moments of, like... We're not moving the plot at all, but the action in it is pretty yeah. good. I mean, it also has Jar Jar Binks, but, It like... does. It also... I just hate that end battle. Like, the end yep. battle of a Star Wars movie should be amazing, and I maintain it again and again. It looks like it happens on the screensaver of uh, Windows 95. <laughs> it does. I mean, almost all of the battles in the prequels are horrendous. Yeah, but... Yeah, but okay. so so anyway. I would put I would put episode two, episode one, okay. barely. You know, okay. I mean they're so close. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I actually think the third one is is noticeably better than the other two, but like you know what does that mean? Yeah, yeah, I know, really. <laughs> so uh, there's that, and then um, yeah, I put I put Rogue One not as far above. Revenge of the Sith as I would like, okay. but noticeably above that. Okay. Then, um, and this is where <laughs> this is where nerds start to attack me because uh, <laughs> in this in this point, like I've gotten in so many arguments, and every single time I just have to be like, look, right. eh. yeah, whatever. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I would put um, my number. My top is is Return of the Jedi. That's my favorite one. You know, that's, everyone is it like shits on Jedi. Yeah. And there's no problem with it. You know, it. I will say one of the things that the prequels did do is they bound us together. Because as long as you don't say the pre- any of the prequels is your favorite. That's true. Nerds then you're hug, fine. Hug it doesn't it really matter after uh, that. But I would, I would probably put... Um, For a long time, Jedi was my favorite. I think yeah. Empire has kind of made its way up just because... Like I can remember that one the most distinctly, and oh, okay. I, I think that speaks to me. Well, yeah, I mean, it's got it's got the best arc. Yes, um, but there's just something about like the rancor and Yoda's death and um, the Sarlacc pit, sure. Job of the Hut, sure, and like Luke coming back in all black. You know, he's yeah. he's not the the naive. You know, uh, he is a moral he is a Jedi. He like he's a Jedi knight. When he is in a place of confusion. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, he is in the spot between the light and the dark. Right. Um, but whatever, that's a whole thing for yeah. another episode. But uh, yeah, I would put um, probably. I think Empire is my least favorite because okay. there's something so. It's re- in the middle. Well, there's something so remarkable about A New Hope. Right. You know, there's something so like every time I watch it, I'm like, this came from nothing. Yeah. This is so mesmerizing. Fair. Absolutely. Um, I think Force Awakens for me goes. <sighs> yeah, probably probably below below Empire. So like, right before the so it goes. Um, so uh, Rogue One is in between Revenge of the Sith, and um, Force Awakens. Okay, yeah. I see what you're saying. And then okay, cool. And then the original. Nice, awesome. Um, but overall. When you saw this movie, did you walk out and you were like, I liked it? You or know, you like, I, what was your initial feeling? I, I haven't spoken to anyone about this yet, so I, this is a, a, an exclusive interview. Excellent. We're going to work through this like a therapy session right I, now. I saw it with a handful of people. <clears throat> sure. We later in the holiday had met up with a handful of other people who had seen it, and every single person was like, man... That was fantastic. You know, right. I can't believe it. And every time I just sort of smiled and nodded. Right. I didn't dig it. Okay. It was it was hard for me. Okay. 
It has a lot of problems. I didn't feel anything for any of the characters. I didn't either. And and this is the thing for me. I think because early on, I kind of came... I was wrestling with it while mm. I was watching it. And I think early on in the movie, I came to grips with the... How should I put this? I kept feeling like, oh, this is a good like in-betweener movie, but it's yeah. not a great... And then I had to come to the realization of, it is an in-betweener movie. That's yeah. exactly... It is actually doing exactly what it's supposed to do, which is be an in-betweener movie. Yeah. Which is... But it also needs to be a good movie. It does need to be... But that's <laughs> the thing, is that I think it is a good movie if you watch it in the aspect of, like, this is not going to be the saga movies... It's not going to be that. I don't. You know, none of the characters change. None of the characters have an arc. The only one who does is the robot. Right, right. Yeah, there's certain... There are uh, two... There are two big problems I had with it. Um, that... But overall, I, I actually enjoyed it. I mm. When I went with the ride of it... Yeah. For, and just just kind of settle in and let it kind of wash over me. Yeah, that's when I started to enjoy it. I <clears throat> I was with I was like you. What what were the two big problems that you had? Okay, so the two big problems were this. One is so very quickly. I mean, I'm gonna say this, and this is so stupid to say at this point. Spoilers, yeah. giant spoilers. Definitely. If you haven't seen Rogue One, if you if you listen to this podcast and you haven't seen Rogue One already, then what the fuck are you even doing? <laughs> yeah. But spoilers, <laughs> yeah, for Rogue One, a movie that's been out for almost a month. Thankfully, we don't have enough listeners that we take any Jesus shit for this sort of thing. Christ. But <laughs> I know, but eighty years from now, yeah, that's true. Someone's gonna listen to this fucking podcast. I'm gonna be on my have, deathbed and get a text and have. <laughs> Rogue One on their Google glasses or whatever the hell they watch this shit with, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, I would I listened to it before I watched it. Why didn't you say spo-? fuck you. spoilers for Rogue One?" Yeah. So what were your two things? Um. So the oh the other thing was this real quick. The plot of this movie is that is a band of people going around. From planet to planet. It, I mean, okay, I guess three problems. Because the plot of this movie is yeah. a there's, little there's a lot of unclear. There's a lot of unnecessary detail. Yeah, like I know what the basic premise of this movie is. Yeah. That they have to get the plans for the But I, I was worried seeing it with two people who are not big Star Wars yeah. nerds. I was like, they're not gonna... It's it's hard for me. Yeah, like there's that. a lot of traveling in this movie. Yeah. That I lost For track, short periods of time. For short periods of time. And there were a lot of times when I was like, wait, why did we go here? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I got what we were doing, yeah. but I don't know why we went to this That's what I meant by place. unnecessary. Yeah. Like, it, it um, felt a lot like, there were parts that, especially in the ex, uh, exposition, that felt a lot like the setup for the Phantom Menace um, wager between right. Qui-Gon Jinn and um, oh, the, Guado. The, yeah, 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 yeah. So the deal that Qui-Gon Jinn sparks up with Guado, that makes no sense. Like, you can watch it over and over again, and it's like five minutes long. Right, right, And right. then they add to the... It, and it's convoluted, and it really doesn't need to be. Right. That's what the exposition of, like, going from planet to planet felt like. Yeah, okay. I kind of get that. So, yeah. So basically, the, the basic premise of this is Jin Erso is the daughter of the guy who designed the... Death Star. Galen Erso. Galen Erso. Um, and the Rebel Alliance, this is right before A New Hope, the Rebel Alliance finds Jyn Erso and says, we know your dad developed this weapon. 
Yep. We need you to go find him. And then midway through the movie, they find him and he dies. And then they they are like, well, we can... My dad told me where the plans are. We can go get the plans. He said there's a weakness. He said it. there's a weakness. Yeah. We got, And go get the plans. And if you get the plans, you can find out what the weakness is. So, I mean, overall, when you describe it that way, the basic premise is a great Star well, Wars movie. Well, I was going to say, if it's a Star Wars movie, it shouldn't be much more complicated than that. And it's not. <laughs> I mean, the, the actual uh, plot, it's, what I'm saying is the actual plot itself, right. not that complicated. Yeah. They like do, if you were explain if you were to explain it to a toddler, right? You could do it. The basic, but the the um, problem that the one problem it does have is that they go for every tiny little detail. They have to go to a different place. Yeah, but like, they they didn't have to, you know. Yeah, it, I'm saying in the yeah, story yeah, they yeah. they yeah. they had to go. They to. ended up doing that. Um, my okay, we always end up talking about like <laughs> I'm like I love this movie, and then we talk a, an entire episode about things i didn't like about this movie so i'm gonna try and do this in reverse this time okay so here are my two things that i didn't like um one is um there were certain points in this movie that the plot had to get to a certain point in order to move forward uh with the characters and it they did not always feel earned yeah at that point yes um i'm specifically there were two of them, but the only one I can think of right now is the moment in the... Um, <clears throat> it's right after Galen Erso dies. Mm-hmm. And Jin Erso has gone back to the Rebel Alliance. And they're all standing around that famous map room. Yeah. Right? And they're all going, oh, this is... Th- they built a Death Star. Right. We, we should all give up. We should all barter. We yeah, should all that's an interesting... It's actually a pretty and interesting she, scene. Oh, I remember the second one because they're right after each other. Um, but then she goes... She's the one who goes, no, we should all... You know, this is a rebellion and rebellions are built on hope. And she rouses them to yeah, like yeah. all the... Do- Sort of. She doesn't really, right? Like, don't they still say, nah, sorry, and then she has to gather the other people? Right, right, right. Well, she tries to. I should say yeah, she yeah, tries yeah. to. Oh, okay, got you. Um, but she has that, like, rousing speech and da-da-da-da. Yeah. And I'm going... And, like, that's a specific point. She... To move the plot forward, she needed to do that. Yeah, but But why? we weren't there yet. Like, yeah. we weren't there with her character yet. Yeah, she wasn't there yet. She. Like, that's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> yeah. her whole thing... <laughs> They, they in the story they want they want to get her to take them to her father so they can mm-hmm. kill him. Yeah, and All she doesn't she, know that. And she doesn't know that. All she wants to do is find her dad. Yeah. And she does that, and then her dad dies. So for me, at that point, at that specific point, because then pretty much like the next scene is that. Is that rousing yeah. speech scene? Yeah, yeah. The St. Christmas Day speech of Rogue One. <laughs> and at that point in the story, I'm going, nah, she doesn't care anymore. Like, yeah. there, there's no reason. She was never part of this Rebel Alliance. Yeah. I mean, it, it's as easy as, like, getting her to pack up her things and walk out the door to. Right. And then to she join realizes, this cause. Well, no, no. Even the opposite. I'm saying it's as easy as her being like, "Nah, my dad said like well, I was." Well, yeah, yeah, I why, came here to do a thing. I, I'm my yeah. dad, and, and he's she dead now, so I'm going to take so out. So she steps out the door, and then it's like, "Well, where the fuck am I going to go?" You right. Know? It's as easy as that. It's just being like, "This is yeah, all I have." Yeah, you need a moment. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. It you could have gotten it, it needed to get there, and yeah. I wasn't. I didn't have a problem with that 
plot point being in there. Yeah. It's just where That's, it fell. It well, yeah, exactly. Another, it needed a little That's more. That's what I'm saying. Room. We needed to know why this is happening. Right. Because we didn't get it. She's um, just a woman who's in it for herself, and then she's not. Exactly. Uh, and the other one happened right after when she walks out of that room, and what's-his-name is there yeah. with a bunch of guys, and, she, and he's going, you know, you're going to lead us, but you need help, and da-da-da. Again, that wasn't really earned because they, one of the things I did like about this movie is that it separates itself from, from the other Star Wars movies. It did that, that very well. It separated it's, itself? Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I like that about this. Yeah, me too. And it, it it's cast separated itself yeah. from, these are all uh, people with different agendas. Yeah. And they don't like each other. Yeah. And what I liked about it is that they don't have to like each other to get mm-hmm. this whole story done. Sure. And that was that was interesting to me. Yeah. And then when she walks out of, out of the St. Crispin's Day speech, she walks into the, the hangar and she's ready to go. And he walks up and is like, oh, you're the one who should lead this. Yeah. But I know you're going to go and get yourself killed. So I brought some I, I brought some guys with. Let's go do this. Yeah. And at that point, I'm going, no, you don't like her that much. Yeah. Well, you don't care that much. You don't trust her enough. You don't, and that's that's exactly what I said to my wife when we walked out of the theater. Because yeah. we were talking about it. And I said, what should have happened? Because that, again, that plot point did need to happen. It had to happen. And I'll even argue it did happen. have to happen exactly where it happened in the movie. Yeah. But the motivation on why it happened could have been completely opposite and should have been completely opposite and would have moved the story forward just the same amount. Yeah. In that he, instead of saying, you know, I believe in you and you turn me around on you and I understand what you're here for now and blah, blah, blah. And now I got a bunch of guys. He goes, listen, you don't know what you're doing. You're an idiot, but you're going to go do this. And I'm a soldier and I know what I'm doing and this needs to get done. Yeah. Well, and also, so if you're going to go do it, I got to bring these guys cause you're stupid and I'm, you're going to get yourself killed yeah. if you don't. Well, I would say on top of that, you know, he's got to have a reason for it and right. not just because, Oh, you're going to get yourself killed, but even you're going to break into one of the main right. areas. If you're going to go do this, you're going to fuck it up. No, 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 not even gonna... that. We're, you're already setting an entrance. Right. The hard part is getting in there. Right. If you're going to get in there, we have an opportunity to blow these motherfuckers up. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I and see, he's a yeah, member yeah. of the rebellion. Right. So he would want exactly. that. You yeah. Know? But that's what I mean. Yeah. He Instead of saying, oh, I believe in you. Yeah. It should have been the exact opposite. Yeah. It should he, have been he, like, I don't believe in you at all. He almost, I think, shouldn't have even helped her try to get the plans. You know? Right. Uh, there, there could be a moment where, like... She's about to die or whatever. She's right. like being shot at and he right. can sort of like knock her to the ground and they can hang out for a bit sure. and travel for a little while. Sure, but like, sure, sure. Yeah, you can, get, you can earn that foxhole mentality. Yeah, exactly. But they hadn't really been in a foxhole. That was another thing I really point. wish that they had said that this was supposed to be their like saving Private Ryan version of Star Wars because right. they they're trying out genres of right. Star Wars movies. Right. I don't think they hit it. Um, I I wanted more in the trenches. Like there were a couple cool shots that were like yeah. that, but they were mostly in the trailers anyway. Like when the A A T A C T, as it's actually called, comes oh, out. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a different. It's a cargo transport. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But when that comes out, I was really like, oh, here we go. Right. Like, this is like World War Two style. Right, right, I right. Feel I feel the scale. Um, but I I didn't get enough of that. I know? mean, I 
agree and disagree. I, I agree. Like I didn't get enough of that, but yeah. I think I could have watched. I could have watched that all day because it, it was. I think the parts that we dig out were. That's kind of what I really mean. Good. But like when they're when they're talking about like a like a Saving Private Ryan or a Band of Brothers, like right. we didn't. The biggest thing that that those movies had that this one didn't was an emotional connection from the audience to the individual characters and from the individual characters to each other. Yeah. But see, I will, I would argue, and this is the thing that I think they tried to put it. I think they tried to put that in and the, they should have gone the opposite way is, um, I was connected with each character individually, but there was, I'd, there was no, but Avengers there's no assemble. need and it's actually f- more fun to watch them not have an emotional connection with each other because See, now you're trapping them together. Like you, yes, you have an emotional connection between Donnie Yen and, and the other yes. guy. That's fine. That's what I'm totally saying. With it. That's what I'm saying though. Yeah. Is that like, okay, we've got an emotional connection, but like who else? Like who does the pilot find a, a partner in? Who does, right. you but know, what I'm saying is I would have much rather watched that movie and seen them not because because this is a war movie, whereas yeah. the saga movies are about something greater than it's about destiny and it's sure. about that sort of thing. And these people come together be, not through choices of their own, but be, because they are guided by some greater power yeah. to all be there. Right, Han and Chewie included. Yep. Um, this is strictly a war story. This mm. is strictly a story about these people don't choose to be next to each other, aren't guided by some greater destiny to be together. Yeah. These people are lumped together. Sure. They don't have to like each other, and in fact, they don't like each other. And I will watch, because we are in the setting that we are in, I will watch a two-hour movie where these people don't like each other and go, I don't like you, you don't like me. But if we don't get, if we don't fight alongside each other, we die and we lose. Yeah. So let's just hunker down no, and get I like through that. this. Yeah, that would be good. You know? And, and that's the thing is that I think they tried to kind of put an emotional tie between the characters yeah. that you don't really need. Yeah, that's a good point. I See, I would say that they... Yeah, they did 50%. Because because the first half you gotta, of the movie... You gotta decide one or the other. Yeah, because the first half of the movie, when I was... when I After I settled into like, all right, you know what? It's not as good as the saga movies, but it's not kind of supposed to be as good because yeah. it's in between her. Sure. The first half of the movie, I really enjoyed. Oh, Because really? it's them not getting along. Okay. It's all about them not getting sure. along. I think the, the second act... Is, and is this, really what it and, is. But the second act, they they started... Well, no, no. I mean, the first act is, like, all exposition, and right. it's all Jenner, so... Yeah, yeah, and, I get that. So the second act is sort of them, like, getting oh, captured and trying to figure stuff out, and then the third act is, like, this, the, Sorry, right. I'm thinking in two-act structure. Oh, yes, gotcha. in a three yeah, yeah. in a three-act structure, yeah. The second act is all of them, they're going from place to place, yeah. and, yeah, there was too much of that. But it was cool to see the, the you know, different settings and yeah. things like that. So let's expand the universe. Yeah. Um, but I, I enjoyed the second act the most because it's all about, like, I don't like you, you don't like me, we're stuck yeah. in this, let's just get this shit done. For me, I think they, they climbed. Like, the, the first act, I was like, okay, what's going on, let's go, right. let's get a move. And second act, I was like, okay, we're starting to learn these characters a little bit. And then by the third one, I was like, yeah, here's what I came for. Like, I yeah. want to see these ATSTs, like, just demolishing right, people. Right, I want right, to see right. this stuff happen. But, yeah, the I felt like the the... The emotions that they were trying to get through from the deaths weren't earned. Right. And I also felt like killing all of them was too easy of a choice. It is, but what are you going to do? You're going to have some of them survive it? Yeah. Okay, but that that causes... See, I like that they killed them all. No, see, hear me out. Okay. 
Donnie Yen. Who, yeah. That's another thing. I don't remember any of these characters' names. No, I don't I, know. I remember Jin or so. And I, yeah, no. I keep saying, I remember Donnie Yen, but that's, yeah, that's his real that's name. that's his real name. So, so Donnie Yen, what probably should have happened was like, it, it blows my mind that he just wanders out there and hits a button and then dies. Like, I guess we're supposed to think like, oh, the force is See, I, doing but that's what I, I did like that about him. See, I would rather... He, I think it would be way more interesting to see Donnie Yen, great fighter, this dude who's already taken out like 10 stormtroopers at once, right? take on 10, and then 11, and then 12, all the way through like 20 and 30, and eventually it weighs him down too much. He finally makes it to the thing, hits the button, and right. it just overpowers him. Right. I think at that point, his friend is just like, just puts down the gun and is like, I'm out, and gets in a ship and just flies off somewhere. See, I... Uh, I There's so many more interesting things you could do than just, ah, they all die. No, I like that they all die. I do, because I, I like that it's a tale that... Um, it's kind of like... I don't even know how to put this. I like that it's a tale that only we, the audience, knows. Okay. As opposed to something that could get told... And incorporated some other time in the in the saga yeah. movies. Or no, some I other get that. Way. Like I love that it's just a little peek of like you didn't know this story. There's a whole other story that you don't know, and no one was going to tell it because no one really knows the details of it because all these people are dead. That it, it, you know, they actually. I mean, they say the line in A New Hope: "Many spies died to bring you these plans." No, they don't. They say some sort of line about many something died. Bothans. Bothans. None of these people are Bothans. Okay. Fair. But. It's an alien race that looks like a lizard dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I. No Bothans. Yeah, yeah. But I just, I like the idea of like, this is, this is that story. And no one is going to tell you the story or relay the story in any other no, way. No, I agree. I, I think that character should just fly away and be like, I'm done. And then they should never revisit that because he's other, just out. Yeah, but the thing I'll say about Donnie Yen's character is I liked him. I liked his death because for me, that was the one character that I was like, there's... He earned something personal in a way. Um, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not really voicing this correctly. What I liked about him is that he wasn't a Jedi Knight, and there was something compelling about the idea of a guy who you could feel, I think, wanted to be that. No, definitely, and wasn't I agree destined with that. to be that. I think. I think they had a great root character that right. they sort of threw away, but no. But I don't think they did. Yeah, I yeah. I like the idea because when he goes out, you can see him kind of. When he's doing that whole, um, yeah, I'm, I'm one with the force, force and the force, force is one with me. When he's walking out, yeah. there's just the slightest hint of tremor in his voice. Yeah, of like, definitely. I don't know if I'm right about and that's, this. And that's good acting. I, it is. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, I, that's why I like that moment of like, if he, whereas if he had taken on like 10 stormtroopers, then 20 yeah. stormtroopers, then 30 stormtroopers, yeah, yeah. then it's like... Well, oh, so that guy could have been a Jedi Knight the whole time. I mean, but what I, I think like, that would be really cool. Right, but what I like about him is that... <laughs> It expands the universe in this idea of, like, there are people who follow the Jedi and just aren't going to be. Yeah. Like, this guy never was going to be that. He might have wanted it, but he just never, he was well, I, not going to you know, be we've, that. We've, I don't know if you remember this discussion, but we've had the same discussion about Han Solo, how I think that he is a very powerful Force user. Um, oh, really? Have yeah. we had this discussion? Yeah, I don't remember if it was on mic or not, but I, I <clears> yeah, <throat> I'm, I'm very confident that he is. 
Um, and they haven't ever really touched on it, but th- there are many examples, uh, but we, we can get into that in another episode. But yeah, that's, that's something that I think is really interesting. Yeah. Um, here's, here's another big problem, though, speaking of Donnie Yen's character and okay. all of the characters. Okay. All of the characters had one thing they had to accomplish for this. Right. And then once they did, it was fine for them to die in their minds. Like, there's the part where the ca- the, the ship pilot, mm-hmm. um, you know, put, puts the thing in the thing, and that's oh, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And then someone throws a grenade in, and he looks at it, and he's like, yeah. And there's like 10 seconds where he just sits there for a minute, and then it explodes. That's... Or like Donnie Yen is like, but I don't I, know. Donnie I... Yen is like, I flipped the switch, yay, and then just gets shot by a laser. But I think in that moment... With the Donnie Yen character, I think that he was at peace of, I'm definitely going to die. But there's like, no there's no conflict then. Like, if they're like, ah, no, yes, I think he went we out. Are, I then think, I don't feel for them. Right, but I think he went out as soon as he stepped out onto that no, sand. No, I got it, and that's fine, but it's not compelling. Like, that's, that's a choice you can make, but right. you can make basically any choice. And it makes sense with the character, but I would much rather see people who don't want to die. If they if they want me to feel sad for these characters right. who are dying, I really want to see people trying not to die. But see, I don't think that they, I don't think that they, it was that they wanted to die. I, I felt that they were fighting not to die and then came to terms with their inevitability. I See, that's not, I don't that, get like, I, this I don't is feel a, that They it's, come to terms, like. But you said this is not a thing that is guided by fate. Right, but I'm saying in the, the inevitability, and in, like as soon as the as the ATSCs show up on the beach, they're like, "We're fucked." Well, they knew that before they went on there. They knew they were fairly certain they were going to die. That right. doesn't mean like if you and I were like, if there was a zombie apocalypse right now, and we were like, if we go outside, we're out of food here, but if we go outside, we're definitely gonna die. Right. Here we go. We gotta just do it. We right. grab a bat and walk out there, and then we'd be like, "Well." It's been good, I guess. You know what I mean? Right, but that's after... But but in that scenario, one, I would very easily sacrifice you to the zombies and run away. It would be very easy to do. Yeah. And two, like, I would, I would so like you would, to you would that, you would run for your life. Oh, definitely. Great. So should these people. Yes, but they are... But, in that scenario, we are we are fighting for survival. In this scenario, they are fighting for a cause. I agree, but survival should also be on their list. Right, but they are. <laughs> but they were trying to survive. They, but they were just trying to survive long enough to get something done for their cause. I, I see. I don't think they're. I don't think that makes them human then, because to me, like, I, I I'm not going to connect. Well, they're bothins. So what do you want? They're from not bothins. Listen, I'm not going to connect to these people if they don't have human characteristics. And a human characteristic is okay. I did this thing. Now I got to get home and tell everyone about it because I don't want to die here. Right. So like, I mean, I, I'll agree with you on the on the grenade thing. I will say like, they somebody threw it in and he didn't even make a move for it. Um, the Donnie Yen thing, I really think like he flipped that switch and. I think I think he walked out knowing he was going to die, and so he's like, "All right, this is going to be a li- my right, last." Right, but act. that doesn't mean that you're okay with it. You know what you I mean? You can be okay with it. Why couldn't you be okay? It's with not it? compelling. Then, like, we could have watched a movie of like twelve people who were like, "Meh." No, but they. I don't think they were like meh. I think they were. They. Went I got the in feeling going, that everyone about their deaths were like meh. I I got the feeling that the. There were see there were only two characters. Well, no, you're. I know. I see what you're saying. Almost everyone in the moment in the moment of their death, they were okay with it. Yeah, 
But everything leading up to the moment. Agreed. That's right. the thing I don't get is that they're struggling and struggling and right, struggling. Right. And then when the Some plot... of them should have just been shot in the back. I think. Right. Or, or right. even I how, about, how about if um, there's like 10 people on the ship when the grenade gets thrown in. Right. I and our captain yeah, jumps yeah. on it. Yeah. You know, that to save everybody. Yeah. That's no, something I get what you're saying. I get, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, or, or a ship gets knocked down and you're like, I tried. You yeah. know, and it like falls in its ground. The only character that I cared about right. when he was dying and he was the only one who who cared as well that he was dying and w- worried about the other people while he was dying you're gonna say the droid aren't you? was the droid yeah, k2so yeah. yeah k2so was i mean look you put alan tudyk in anything and he is exceptional, exceptional. Yeah. But, uh, yeah um all right let me get through the the <clears throat> the other point of thing that i didn't like and then i'll get to, to mm. a bunch of points that i actually did like about sure this um this is kind of a smaller one the first Darth Vader scene in for scene for me really bugged me. I didn't like. I don't think I liked anything with him. Um, the second Darth Vader scene with the lightsaber, I thought was awesome. I didn't dig it. Um, but the and first, I'll, I'll go into okay. why. But but the first scene, there were little things about it that bugged me. And listen, we got Darth Vader in a new movie. So Great. I'm Parson James Earl Jones. Yeah, I'm Parson Harris here, and I'll yeah. I'll be the first one to admit that. Um, there were little things about obviously, and everyone's like, it's because he's older. Yes, I get it. His voice is a little different. I don't care about that. But it bug. The only thing that bugged me it wasn't that his voice is different. It's that his personality is different. His personality is different, yeah. and he is so anti-Semitic. And no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> his personality no his voice is, is different in this obviously from age and obviously i'm not saying like james earl jones shouldn't gotten shouldn't have gotten older in this right what i'm saying is we have the technology to literally make a character did it, out of a dead man did it occur to you that they did this intentionally for any number of reasons but I couldn't for a split second. Then I was like, "But why?" Because we, I know that we're, I know that this movie is right before A New Hope. Well, so how much time could have passed that his voice would be different? Well, here's the thing: there is reason to believe, and I haven't read anything about this. I haven't done any research, but there is reason to believe that he is still healing from the problems. There's reason to believe that you know maybe he gets, uh, you know, we see him between every single movie in the original trilogy. He changes right. his entire wardrobe. He gets a new helmet. He gets a new right. chest pack. Right. It's possible that these things are changing between each and everything, and that his voice is going to be a little different. There's a possibility as well that he is a little bit younger. Um, yeah, but he doesn't sound younger. Well, he sounds. He just. He sounds. This, I, here's the thing. I understand what you're saying, but also in between those movies, there's a. There's a a larger time span that is between That's this true. movie and a new hope. Sure. And so I'm like, I don't know how much it is hard to pinpoint right. between this movie and a new hope. It is. It but... could be literally anything between like 10 minutes and right. like a year or well, two. <laughs> but I know, well, no, they, I mean, I know for fact, because they've said it, this movie ends like 10 minutes before new really? hope begins. Yes. Because uh, we'll get into that right, in a right. second. But that, I first, think that's a poor, poor yeah, mistake. That first thing, that first scene with him, yeah, his voice is different. And again, it's not James Earl Jones's fault. Yeah, we have the technology to bring a dead man and make him a major character yeah. in the movie. I mean, we're already doing an effect on his voice anyway. Right. So what the hell? Yeah. Make it sound exactly like a New Hope. Why not? Like, what? What are you doing? Uh, that bugged me. And also, this there was something in the writing that they didn't write his voice 
I, I mean his his personality his personality yeah um it's very strange it yeah and it caught me off guard for a little while and i and i realized what it was he makes a um like a pun yeah he makes a pun yeah and i'm like Darth Vader doesn't speak in puns don't choke on your ambitions yeah don't choke don't choke and that that's the most obvious one but there were little things even throughout that whole mm. scene that i was like this doesn't sound like him. Maybe he's more at home. He's in his like he's it's, yeah he's it's lounging his, around his yeah he's yeah in his, his like his lava castle. Well, I mean his <laughs> I will say they flew into that and I was like that's badass. Yeah, his looking. Sauron castle. Yeah, yeah. I I was like I turned to her and I was like, is they a Mordor right now? What the fuck is this? Um, I, and look when they open that tube up and he's in the yeah. liquid and everything. The, I was the like, rejuvenation this chamber. This is fucking awesome. Yeah. And then he started speaking. And I was like, the fuck is. Yeah. This and then he and then I was listening to what he was saying and I was like, this is not how Darth Vader speaks. Yeah. Um, but you're right. I mean, maybe he's at home. You know, this is how he talks when he's playing Xbox or whatever the hell <laughs> he does. Yeah. But like when he's like, don't choke on anybody. I was like, he doesn't speak in puns. He speaks. I, in I forgot quotes. as well to to mention that Star Wars Rebels, the cartoon show, which is canon, has yes. been going on throughout this entire thing from yes. Revenge of the Sith to A New Hope. They're bridging that gap as well, and there is reason to believe that. Someone hypothesized that the reason he's in that rejuvenation chamber is because he has just had a fight with someone that happened in Rebels. Oh, really? So he could be damaged from that fight, which could affect his voice as well. And he's, you know, slowly recurring. Uh, rejuvenation. Bullshit. I, I know, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm making excuses, Listen, but I'm just saying it's, it's an option. Don't, it's a don't make excuses for Kathleen Kennedy. All right, I don't, I don't <laughs> hey, need here. She has done amazing things. She has done amazing things. I'm not like, like I said, this is parsing hairs as far yeah, as Darth yeah. Vader is concerned. Right. Um. And also, it was weird. He, the way he walked was weird. I, I understand. It's not David Prowse in the suit. Yeah, so it's that, a different guy. And, and so I just gotta get used to. It. Maybe I just gotta get over that because that's just. It's not. That there's not much you can do. Like it's a different guy. You know, just for fun, they should have switched it up and had him do the voice and have James Earl Jones be the body. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck? Why Would've not? Would have been great. Um, so that that first scene with with Darth Vader, it it kind of bugged me. Yeah, it just got under my well, skin. Well, it kind of felt unnecessary too. Like I don't. Yeah. We don't need to know why this guy is doing this stuff. He's However, a general. I will say, like they had a C three PO and an R two D two cameo. Yeah. That one I was like, we don't need that cameo. Yeah. The I, Darth Vader cameo, it's unnecessary, but it was like, thank you. Yeah. I'll I, take that. I would rather have had the R two D two cameo at the end of the movie. Yeah, totally. Would have made more sense. Um. So though, I mean, those were the two things that bugged me about okay. about the movie overall. Like I said. Because I don't want to spend all time just trashing the movie. Yeah. Um, the, you're like, no, yeah, I'll spend, I, I, I can do I'll that. Do that. <laughs> um, I actually did like this movie. Once I came to terms with the, what this movie is, yeah. an in-between movie, I was like, okay, I'm going to settle in. I'm just going to let this wash over me. I'm not going to get like that invested in it like I did with Force Awakens or anything. And I really enjoyed it. There were some really enjoyable parts of this movie. Yes, there are problems overall. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things this movie did really well was someone described this. I think it was Kevin Smith, but someone described this as like a movie for the people who bought the toys as a kid. <laughs> yeah. And but I, and and I mean this in a good way, not yeah. in a marketing way. But when the Star Wars toys came out, when you're a kid and you have action figures, yeah, you take them everywhere you go, yeah, and you play with them on whatever surface you have, definitely, and you make believe on that. And it was, and this very much felt like a movie for all those kids who like just took them everywhere, and they're like they play with it in the grass, and they yeah. play with it in the sand, and they and it and you imagined what 
this world would be like and what these things would be like in these different settings. Yeah. What it looks like in the rain and, and on the beach and uh, in the far, you know what I mean? It does all of that. And I, and for that, I was like, good job. Way to go. Like, sure. It, you expanded the universe in that way, in a, in a way that I think um, was really enjoyable to a lot of the people who've been around for a while and wanting to see these familiar things in an unfamiliar place. So it's so you're saying it's like a child made it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, great. It's like a four-year-old made a Star Wars movie. And I think that's very evident throughout. Um, there was another one. There was one other really, like, really Well, nice I thing. wanted to talk about oh, yeah. the uh, the final Darth Vader scene. Uh, I can't remember where I heard this, but it was, it was some review that mentioned that, like, Okay, so this wants to be a standalone Star Wars movie, right? Right. Like it wants to be able to take itself seriously without comparison to any of the other right, right, right. Uh, anthologies. Um, having the villain end the movie in this like enormous climax of just murder, yeah, with fanboys cheering and yeah. screaming, yeah, is a little weird. Like, it imagine is... if we did Schindler's List, okay, and Hitler came out. And just started, like, wrecking Jews while people were just, like, cheering and screaming. Okay. And you know what I mean? Yes. No, I'll grant you that. <laughs> I think I think what was so cathartic about that moment yeah. is that we finally got a scene with a character that we have been told for six movies. Yeah. Is completely badass. Sure. And for six movies... We didn't really see that. We saw it the best that they could. Like in the original trilogy, we saw the best that they could attempt to do it with the the abilities that they had at the time. Yeah. <clears throat> but that being said. See, I think what we got was a little bit of the prequels. We got a li- I, I will agree with you. I think we got a little bit of the prequels, but not so much that it felt. Um, it didn't feel out of character. It felt out of character to me. What, like, what in A New Hope, watching A New Hope... Right. You, you talked about the voice and how different the voice right, is from right, this movie right, A New right, Hope. Right, 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 right. At what point in A New Hope do we see him capable of doing anything like no, that? No, but that's what I'm saying, is that the, the way that they talk about Vader in A New Hope... Right. In, ...indicates that no, he could definitely. do something like this. But I think the, all the more reason <clears throat> that, like, maybe he doesn't even pick up the lightsaber. Maybe he walks in... They sort of everyone stops, points their gun at him, and they're like, "We're gonna, we're gonna shoot or whatever." Right, he right. doesn't move. There's a second of silence, and he just like does like spreads his arms, and everyone just smushes against the wall. And I mean, that would have been forward. cool too. But what I'm saying, I think your your fake scene and the scene that we actually got. <laughs> the reason I like the scene is it kind of accomplishes the same thing of like we finally just got to see Darth Vader be as powerful and as as um, ruthless. As, yeah. as they've always talked about. Yeah, and so for great. that, for me, it was satisfying. We, I've seen him ruthless. Like, that's the thing, is that, like, we see him ruthless in, in yeah, but the it was original just trilogy. It was just fun to watch. I disagree. It, oh, it, I loved it, it. You know what else is fun to watch? The fight with Darth Maul. Look at all those cool flips. Look at them hitting yeah, those sticks together. Yeah, but that's just together. flips for flips' sake. This was yeah. just, like, let's, we know Darth Vader's evil. Let's just watch him be evil. Let's just live in that for nah, a second. I, I mean, for me, this is no better than putting you know vader's helmet on darth maul and watching that like uh, it's the same thing like i don't i don't care i don't need to be showed that he is he's this badass character <laughs> we know darth vader is badass i i don't yeah. need a, a fight scene where he just like where the, first of all where there's no conflict there's no there's nothing for me to worry about yeah, him he's not gonna lose still don't care 
I just liked watching it. Yeah, it was I just hated great. it. It was it, so it, it felt so out of place to me. Uh, I mean, I understand it feeling out of place because it was just like out of nowhere, but. At the same time, I just lived in it and was like, ah, yeah, look I, at all this. I think most people did, and I, I don't know, man. It didn't do it for me. I was, uh, you know, that's not what makes a good a good Star Wars movie. What makes no. a good Star Wars movie is the fight between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. Yes. Where they're staring each other dra- down and no, being like, I, are we doing this? Yes. No, I get that. I, and I agree with you on that. At the same time, I was like, this is, I mean, again, maybe it's because this could possibly be the last time we really see this character. Like, I don't know what other yeah. movies we could throw in with him being there. Yeah. We're probably not going to make any in-between trilogy movies. Exactly. And so, that I think for for that, for it being the last scene that we could possibly really get with him, I'm like, I mean, yeah, let's end on that. Nah, see, here's the thing. You if want, that, but if you that want was to, the no, last No, 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 hold on, hold on. Because okay. if you want to do that, <coughs> put him down in the trenches. Oh, yeah, no. You don't do that. Oh, Put him on the beach. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. Have the Emperor be like, you know what, whatever your name is, who's the guy all in white, um, Ben Mendelsohn, whatever yeah. your character's name is. I think that's the character. Yeah, Mendelsohn. They'll just be like, you're not cutting it. I'm sending my first in command, you know, oh, my right hand man. Me. And I have would him have just come down. To Can you imagine seen... seeing, like, just like a low shot from the ground on of the beach and seeing people blast each other from like 200 feet away and then just hearing the the lightsaber sound and seeing the end of a red lightsaber. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I'm not disagreeing with you that I would love to see that scene as well. Like yeah. but I'll take any scene where I get to see Darth Vader really be Darth Vader as like as Darth Vadery as he can be. Which is interesting cuz I don't think that's Darth Vader. <laughs> I Oh, I totally do. I absolutely Darth do. Vader is a quiet uh, strategic, uh, brilliant mind who is at one with the force. You know, I don't see him, you know, really swinging a lightsaber that much. He kind of did yeah, in but Jedi. He does I mean when he needs to? Yeah, uh, clearly now he does. Right. Well, no, but I mean, I think I think that's always been I think that's always been just below the surface, and I think we just got again because this is a glimpse of a thing that we that we would never this is a uh, a tale that would go, otherwise go untold yeah. you're going to see things that you don't expect to see yeah and that's Darth Vader being as mobile as he great as he is. i you know i i want things to surprise me in these right. movies certainly but i don't want things that feel to me like they go against the character that has already been fleshed out and that yeah. was that felt like it was all right um well, let me... Okay, before we move on to something else uh, and, and finish this up, there were two things I wanted to ask. And I can only remember one of them now. How'd you feel about Tarkin? Oh, that's that's another thing. Um, I think because I knew what they were doing. Like, I knew they were working against time itself, I guess. Uh, you know, they were working with, yeah. with limited stuff. Yeah, the face is a little rubbery. It, it kind of falls in that uncanny uncanny yeah. valley section. Yeah. But overall, I was like, it was pretty good. Like, uh, it was pretty well done. I was surprised that he was so much of an involved character. Yeah. But... I don't know if that was a good choice. I don't know if it was a good choice because the longer he's there, yeah. you really start to notice it. Yeah. But for the most part, I actually... And again, maybe this is because I knew the circumstances yeah. of having to make this character I, I think probably yeah and i have a reason for that but but i, I think it was uh, then i i kind of went along with it yeah 
Um, the first time I saw him, I was very taken aback. I really didn't like it in the first scene. Yeah. Uh, the more I saw it, though, oddly, the more I sort of warmed up to it, but right. it still didn't make it good for it me. It didn't make it great for me. I thought it was good, but it wasn't great. Yeah. And, I, and yeah, like I said, definitely. I, you know, I think I gave him a pass yeah. because I was like, yeah. And, and good on them for trying to, instead of trying to just create two new characters sure. that you'd have to explain, you know, where did. You know, obviously we know what happened to Ben Mendelsohn's character. Yeah. But then having to explain, like, what happens to... Why isn't this other character in in A New Hope yeah. just using... Uh, um, what's his face's name? Who? The guy we're talking about. Peter Cushing? That's it. I couldn't Tarkin. remember if it was Cushing. Grand Moff Tarkin? Yeah. Um, trying to use that character. Yeah. I You know, then I, I think that's a better choice. Yeah, I think so. Um. And yeah, it, it looks a little weird, but for the most part, actually, I thought I thought it was a really well done attempt. I, I saw it with two people who were not big Star Wars fans, and neither of them knew that that was not a human being. Yes, and and the same as uh, the, the, me as well. Yeah. somebody, or at least they they knew there was something up, and they and they didn't know, but they couldn't quite put their finger on why. They didn't know so, at all. I was like, yeah. did you catch the CGI person? And they yeah, were like, somebody no. had to go, is that guy dead? <laughs> In fact, I think it was my wife. My wife was like, he's dead, right? I was like, yeah, he's dead. He's very dead. He's, he's very, very dead. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, I, I think it was, I, look, would I do it again? No, maybe not. Do what again? Do, like, try to do this with another character? Mm. Maybe not. Yeah. Like we said last episode, maybe with Princess Leia in some capacity. Uh, they, not to the extent... No, 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 no. Before you jump to the defense, because I normally disagree with you about this, but <laughs> yeah. uh, they, I, a lot of people really didn't like the Carrie Fisher CGI at the end of this movie. I didn't either. I loved it. Um, I, I thought the, it was spot on. It was spot on. Uh, you know what? I think it was... The voice was really not on. I, I thought it sounded just like I know. It, she, and everyone's going to be like, she said one word. Yeah, I know. Um... <laughs> I mean, I no. They, you're well, right. Also, they kept it short and sweet. They did keep it, <laughs> it short great. and sweet. I there when she said, I was like, that's not her. But then again, it, it was only one word, so I think it's like it also. It's either going to ring her. very true, <laughs> yeah. or it's going to ring totally false. Yeah. Like there's no there's no time to like settle into it. It also um, wasn't her. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't her. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, you're right that that CGI face was spot on. Yeah, it really was. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, you know, like I said, maybe with episode nine, I wouldn't mind them doing it with, with her image for a little bit, just yeah. so that you can close the character off. I don't think it's I needed. don't want you to build the movie around it they, they, yeah, the way yeah. they did in Rogue One. Give me like one scene or even one moment with that character in that way so that you can give her some sort of a closure. See, I really think they should only do it if they've got a plot and a script that really works with her and there's no other way to do it than to do that. I don't think it's necessary. Right. I think it would be a much better choice to just... Just open with a funeral or yeah. something. I, I think you'll... I mean... And we'll feel it too. Like, that'll hurt so much if we see, like, Han and Chewie and Rey just, like... Yeah, but I think it'll oh. hurt... Partially because of real world circumstances. Partially, yeah. And but I don't want that. Like, no. when I'm in the movie theater, I don't want to be like, oh, I'm feeling this because I know that she's well, it's, actually it's, dead. Okay, but to me, I would feel a connection to those characters and to be able to be like, I, I know what you're feeling, you know? Like, we, we went through that too. With That's almost the same person. Yeah, it, but it's almost the same person. Yeah. Whereas if I saw at least one scene with her and then 
that was her demise. Yeah. And then we go to the funeral scene. Then I'm going, now I'm mourning Leia. Mm. I'm not mourning the fact that we have to open with a funeral scene because, because we have this, some sort yeah. of, unfi- you know, we have something some sort that of doesn't have to do with the storyline. Yes, exactly. <laughs> storyline. Yeah. Um, shit. There was really something else I was going to. I've been trying to stall about. for you. Yeah. No, I can't think of it. It's going to. Oh, I know what it was. Hold on. So uh, this is a fun thing to end on. So a while back, you told me about something that you read and you've adopted and I've adopted too. The order in which you would show Star a, a fresh face, yeah, the Star Wars movies. Oh yeah, from best to well, not uh, no, not, no, I'm no. sorry, not best to worst, but the best viewing order to, yeah. to watch them in. Yes, um, the, because the 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 go ahead, infin- explain it. The infinite problem is that if you if you watch it from first trilogy, from original trilogy to the prequels, right. You end on sort of a sour note because yes. they're they're not very good. Yes. But if you start with the prequels and then end with the original trilogy, uh, you you ruin the the uh, surprise of Darth Vader being Luke Skywalker's father. Exactly. Um, so what do you do in that circumstance? And the idea is that you watch episodes four and five, you get that surprise, um, and then I think most people say you skip one, and you watch two and three. Right. And then you want you finish strong with Return of the Jedi. Jedi. Right. So my question for you yeah. is, oh, and I remember the second thing now. Um, but my question for you is, with this new movie, yeah, where would you put that in that order? Uh, I'd leave it out. Really? Yeah. You'd leave it out completely? I don't like it. I, Just because you don't, yeah, but nobody likes the prequels and you're still including the prequels. Sort of. I mean, here's, here's what I'll say. Like, the prequels add to the story. This yes. doesn't. Okay. This this answers one question, which okay. is, why is there an exhaust port that leads to a thing? And he's, so you because, just wait until that person goes, why is there an exhaust port? And you say, port? oh, well, if you really care, there's a movie, but if you don't have the two hours, it's because the guy built it intentionally to oh. blow up the Death Star. Okay, that's fair. Um, I mean, that's that's all. See, that's the thing about this movie. It didn't feel like it was written around Leia or around Darth Vader or or whatever else. Right. It felt like it was written around a single question that didn't really need, need to be answer. answered. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought it was at least a fun ride if you wanted to answer it. Um, How would you feel about Forrest Whitaker? He was fine for the moments he was in. Yeah, like, yeah. if he had stayed around for the whole movie, it'd get really fucking annoying. Yeah, I could see but, that. It was kind of cool once I, you know, when I left and I thought about it, I was like, oh, that's kind of neat because he was kind of Darth Vader-y, but yeah. he's on the good side. Yeah. So it's it's kind of um, a, a, a light t- yeah. balance to the dark it's side. chaotic good. Yes, exactly. A yin and a yang situation. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to ask is this. This is the first Star Wars movie that is not a saga movie. Yeah. However, it is saga related. And I was thinking about this later. Do you think we'll ever get a movie that is a Star Wars movie that is not saga related? At all. At all. It just takes place in this universe. What you mean like a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead? No, but even that would be <laughs> even that would be saga related. Like <laughs> so you have the saga movies, right? Yeah, yeah. And this movie falls in where it's not a saga movie, but it it does directly involve Plot it elements branches and, off. and branches. You've off. got your yeah, saga yeah. that's the tree trunk. Yes. And then you've got little branches. And you've branches got branches. Do you ever think we will, in this forest, just go to another tree? Well, it's hard to say because, like, 
you really have to define what the tree trunk is because are Jedi part of that? Like you can't do anything with Jedi. No, you can do things with. It Jedi. It just can't relate to any of the characters. It just can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can't branch off of, of the story of Luke Han and and Leia. Uh, then yeah, I think and Darth Vader. I think that's inevitable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is such a a money making franchise that right. like, there's only so much you can do with those characters. Yeah. But so far, because what I'm saying is, so far, all of the movies that have been planned are things that have touched within the saga. Well, that's that's kind of what I mean is that they're going to run out of stuff to do pretty quick. Right. They're going to run out of stuff to do before these actors are too old to play their characters. Yes. You know, because you can sort of keep passing the torch down as long as it keeps making money. But I think they're chalking their schedule too full of movies right now right and they're still making money they know that every, if they could release a movie once a month that's a star wars movie and we'll pay to see it true, um, true fact. so uh, yeah it's only a matter of time before we just get um before i mean it's gonna be hard to market it but they'll figure it out yeah. to just say this is like star wars it's in the same universe it's the it star wars universe but it has nothing it doesn't to involve it. these characters um make, does this make you more or less more or less excited for the Han Solo solo? Um, maybe less, slightly? Yeah. It makes me cautious. Okay. Because I really, I mean, I didn't hate this movie. Right. It's visually beautiful. Oh, it, it is stunning. Yeah. I mean, the, the scale work. Yes. Like like I said, when you I see mean, that. He does that. He does that really well. Yes. Um, yeah, because he did uh, Godzilla. Godzilla yeah. When you when you see those ATACTs come in, it's just magnificent. I also yeah. felt like there was a moment missed, not to go back on on just like trashing this <clears throat> this movie, right? But I felt like there was a moment missed where there's a scene where all of the characters look up, including Donnie Yen who is blind, right? And they all at the same time look up, and we see the ATACTs come through. I felt like it would have been a great moment for Donnie Yen to be like oh my god, and look up by himself and no one sees anything. And then you hear stomping first. Uh, and then see you see it saying. come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because he's the force-sensitive one. Exactly. feel those yeah, coming. Yeah. But yeah, um, but yeah I, I, I'm... It basically... I mean, on a, on a scale, it doesn't affect how excited I am. At okay, all. cool. Um, hey, you want to move on to reading assignments? Yeah, did you did. did you read mine? I did, actually. Nice. Um, so let's actually. go on to uh, reading assignments. Uh, you want to start or do you want me to start? I can start. I've got okay. it up somewhere. I think you've got it now. I do. It's That's fine. I don't need it. Uh, I just finished it. Flash Reborn. It's a very Flash interesting... Flash Rebirth. That's what I said. Yep. It's a very interesting read. It's very wordy. Okay. Which I was not expecting. Yeah. So some background on this Flash Rebirth is it's written by Jeff Johns. Yeah. Um, which very is one good. of the reasons I wanted you to, to read it because yeah. any, pretty much anything by Jeff Johns at this point is kind of it's relevant. Uh, and he's fantastic. Yeah. But because he's in charge of the DCEU. And um, he's been pretty much in charge of the Flash show as well, right? Uh, I mean, I'm sure he has some kind his of... His name's a, always on it every in the credits. Is it? Yeah. Uh, he, I'm sure because of his position at Warner Brothers yeah. and with the DCEU, he has some sort of hand in it, that sort of thing. But um, just to give those who don't know it uh, a little background on the plot... Well, do you want to do it or do you want me to do it? You're like, I don't know what this plot is. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know the background to all there were things i didn't quite understand right so, maybe so you should do it. back in the 80s there was crisis on infinite earths which was the right. the kind of seminal um collapsing of the multiverse uh this was the first time that that i think one of the publishers had really tried to restart their universe um because the silver age 
had been going on for so long. There were so many loose threads. They decided to collapse it into one universe and kind of start over again. Um, In it, one of the most famous things that happen is that the Flash Barry Allen sacrificed himself to save all of reality and to save the universe. And he was gone for like ever. And right? that's, and that was the other thing is that this was a guy, again, this was the flash of the silver age. Yeah. Um, and in a, in a genre where death really doesn't mean anything, you, you know, you'll be back in a little bit. Yeah. They kept him dead for eighties, nineties, aughts for at least 20 some odd years. Um, up until, you know, fairly recently yeah, when they decided to bring him back and finally kind of reestablish him. And uh, before that, Wally West, the Kid Flash, had right. taken up the mantle. Yeah. So this is the story of him actually coming, Barry Allen, coming back to life um, in the DCU proper. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, he suffers... He, he fights around all sorts of people. The, one of the things that's really interesting that really sparks the actual plot of the story, because that is sort of the jumping point. Right. Um, in fact, I don't even think you see it happen. You, the first page is like, wow, it's great to have Barry Allen back. Right. Um, and one of the first things that starts happening is um, he doesn't know how he escaped the Speed Force because that's where he was. He was right. trapped in the Speed Force and he somehow got out. He's not sure how. He doesn't remember. But other people start getting out of the Speed Force as well. Other speedsters who were trapped... And he is like, oh, no, you know, this guy's out. I got to chase him down and stop him. And with one touch, these people just start disintegrating. And right. he doesn't know why it's happening. Right. So he's, he's trying to figure out why he's just murdering these villains by touching them. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really interesting. Um, so overall, like or dislike? Uh, it felt like right in the middle. It, okay. it was It was maybe a little above. It was, okay. it was good. It was an enjoyable read. It didn't change my world. It didn't change my feelings on the Flash. Okay. It didn't. Uh, you know, it's not. It's not. You know, if I had to make a top ten, right. it's probably not going on there. But it was a good time. Sure. Uh, anything specific you found interesting? Um, it was. You know, it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was sort of a whodunit, but it wasn't shaped that way. Okay. Um, it's also interesting to see. Uh, you the, love a good whodunit. I do love a good whodunit, yeah. and I think you do as well. I do too. Uh. Especially but, um, in comic form, yeah. If you get because that's a hard medium to pull a whodunit, it is. And if you can pull it off, yeah, cool. It's yeah, it's well done if you can do it. Um, the uh, one of the other things that I found very interesting about that though is that like, yeah, it's it is a whodunit, but it's not. It, it's structured just like a regular comic, and there isn't really anything that's that's it's leading towards right like you don't know that any, that there's a mystery or anything no no one's really actively searching for anything right and then stuff comes out it's also interesting that like it seems like almost every single flash volume that you give me every right. single trade paperback he is surprised to find out that thawne murdered his mother yeah <laughs> like yeah, how many yeah, times yeah, does that, that happen yeah <laughs> Yeah, the, the, that's the one thing about the Flash is that for an outsider, it's very hard to crack into <laughs> it, because there's <clears throat> between the Speed Force and the fact that they can travel in time, it like it it it's hard to keep track of it even if you're a fan. Yeah. So to try and get into it, like to figure out what the fuck is going on at any given moment, because the, the interesting thing about Vaughn is the is also the thing that's again very hard to crack into if you haven't been a fan of this for a long time yeah. is that 
whenever Vaughn shows up, you never know which Thon? Thon. I keep saying Vaughn and yeah, it's Thon. Eobard Thon. Eobard Thon. Whenever Thon, whenever Reverse Flash shows up, you never know which Reverse Flash you're gonna get. Sure. Um, it's one of the most interesting things about the character, but I think it's also one of the most frustrating things about the character, <laughs> is that the Flash and the audience also have always have to establish have they you know did yeah. this Thon already fight in the last fight that they just had, or is this Thon younger than the you know what I mean? Right. Like you never yeah. know where the hell it's gonna happen. Yeah. Um. So it's a constant like restarting and redoing over. Well, it's interesting too timeline. because if Thon can just travel willy nilly through time, right? He could be any version of himself. There's an interesting point in this as well, not to to spoil anything, but like, and this isn't really a spoiler, but it's a it's a minor spoiler for a very tiny subplot, right? But that he admits that every single trouble and tribulation that Barry Allen has experienced throughout his life right. has been caused by Thawne. Right. He's like, remember when you broke your arm from falling down the steps? You felt like someone pushed you, but when you turned around, there was no one there? Right. That was me. Remember when, you know, you fell off that bridge because that gust of wind knocked you over? That was, was me. me. Like, over and over and over again. Yeah. I've just been going throughout time just trying to yeah. find different ways He's to like, just fuck with you. He's like, that's my hobby. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that it, it, he is a compelling villain in that yeah. he's just dedicated his life to just fucking with Barry Allen forever. Yeah. It's magnificent um, in that way. Yeah. So, but overall, I mean, like, I, you know, I'm glad that you it was, it was enjoyed hard. it. The only part that was hard for me, and it wasn't really hard for me because I knew all the main players. Right. But like... I don't know any of the sub players. Yeah, like, there's a very <laughs> yeah, there's a vast sub family in the yeah. Flash. Well, and also Flash. like the villains. I was like, I don't know any yeah. of these people. <laughs> well, he's a rich rogues gallery. Yeah. You just kind of well, all go the speedsters. I know, I know, yeah. like um, Captain Cold and you right. know, Captain Boomerang. Why does he have so many captains? It's Captain Boomerang and Captain Cold, right? Captain Boomerang and Captain Cold. Yeah. Are they like? Did they get promoted from something or are um, they? They it was. Private Boomerang, and then he distinguished distinguish himself in battle. He couldn't stop laughing at the word private. Yeah, and they were like, just give him the fucking promotion already. Just do it. And they're like, you're Captain Boomerang. And he's like, Cat- oh, wait, there's nothing really... It's not as good. I quit. <laughs> yeah, so and that's how we left Captain. the military. Great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, again, that, that family and that history is kind of rich and long. So sometimes it can get a little a little tedious. Yeah. Um I really I gave it to you to warm you up for your next reading assignment. Ooh, did you bring it? No, I didn't. I decided I, I, I'm calling an audible. I'll I will give it to you at some point, but I'm giving you a different one in between. Okay. Um a, a gift was given to me over uh for my birthday actually. Uh that I read and I ended up really, really liking it. Um, and it is in my backpack somewhere. Um, this is called Superman Earth One. Oh, I've heard of that. Yes. So Superman Earth One. Now this is Volume One. Nice. Um, if you read it and you really enjoy it, I downloaded Earth uh, um, Volume Two. Earth and three. Earth Two yeah, Volume Earth One. Two. Um, <laughs> I downloaded the the second and third volume, nice. which is kind of like the whole trilogy, the whole arc of it. Earth One was a series of. Um, graphic novels that DC put out with a few of their characters. There is a, a Batman Earth One nice. and a Wonder Woman Earth One and a Teen Titans Earth One. Oh. Um, and where they told the uh, kind of the first year 
of all of these characters. Now, that's kind of par for the course, especially with Superman and Batman, to get new origin stories. Sure. And, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. I know you read Superman Birthright a long time ago. Oh, yeah. There have been Superman origin stories done to death. Um, one of the things I liked about this is that I think it takes kind of a, a not a fresh take on Clark, but a very human and uh, almost logical sense on, on where a kid who is learning to become a hero nice. would come from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that sounds cool. Yeah, much better than than something like Birthright that was just let's adapt Superman for the 21st century and give him a cell phone. Like yeah. this, it has all of that too. Yeah. But it takes a, a fresh take on on Clark and and his naivete and him growing into being the noble superhero that is Superman. Right. Uh, and him trying to figure it out. So you see him kind of screw up a little bit okay um and and it's int- i like i said i kind of went into this not expecting a whole lot yeah and then finding myself kind of addicted to it and, <laughs> and thinking about it after i got done with it nice um so that's I really exciting did. so that's that is yours uh for this week Ooh. yeah and it's hardcover so it's it is fancy. it's so nice yeah it's so clean and fresh i know i actually got a bunch of good stuff for uh for christmas as well um, I didn't get this one for Christmas, but I'm, I'm currently reading The Vision. Oh yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm excited to see how that turns out. And if if it if it goes as well as I hope it is, I'm gonna give you that at some point. Awesome, yeah, because I've heard really good things about that. Yeah, it looks really good. So for my reading assignment, you gave me Astonishing X Men, which is yeah. I believe this was Joss Whedon's first um, run could on be. Astonishing X Men. I know there's he had a long run, but I think this was the beginning of his run. Uh, of X Men, you mean, or of yeah. Astonishing? Of Astonishing. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed it. So the um, obviously we all know who Joss Whedon is. So yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about that. <laughs> but um, there were I, I forget when this was published, but there are definitely elements of X Three in this the yeah. movie. Um, it it basically centers around that they have a cure for the mutant gene um and there's a debate on whether this is a good thing or a bad thing and then um some things are found out and they have to kind of go investigate where this cure is coming from and exactly who is putting it out and why and such and such and such and such. And that's only the first half and that's only the first half that was the one disappointing thing was i got done with this and i was like yeah all right i'm waiting for it to wrap up and it totally like ends that's on a, funny because that to in me the is middle of it at like a giant cliffhanger <laughs> and i was like what the fuck like i really wanted to see the poetic yeah. ending and they, you know and they, i i've got the second volume i haven't read it yet so oh, i'll really? read that real quick and yeah. I'll, I'll let you borrow it. um it is a quick read and that like joss whedon yeah. is a very pithy writer yeah it's um, real easy to read <laughs> and it's a lot of fun in that in that sort of way yeah you but it doesn't not have that emotional depth you know there's certain points not to spoil anything but um when they discover Colossus again, man, in the de- depths of that, and you're oh, like, every oh, time yes. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> and they thought he was dead, and Kitty yeah. Pride finds him, and she's like, "But you wait!" Oh, and he I just need... he just runs through her. Yeah, she just stands there staring at the wall. Yeah, and beautiful, he's not quite all there. And yeah, she, yeah. Um, and then they have to figure out like, is this a clone? <laughs> is this a robot? Yes. Like, what is this? Before yeah. we get too attached to our old friend, right? Yeah, we can't just assume that he's back from the dead all right. of a sudden. Um, but yeah, it was a really interesting. It was really good. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It, it moves at a really brisk pace. It's got that great Joss Whedon humor. Yes, it really does. I mean, the, <laughs> all the portions of, like, 
they're having these heavy conversations about what they should or shouldn't do. And they're in the danger room and it's just like everything's oversized because they can't quite figure yeah. out. Oh, yeah. They're sitting on they're the sitting, Hawaiian Islands. The Hawaiian Islands <laughs> or they're sitting on giant, yeah. like, giant pieces of doll furniture. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, there's, there's a great moment. Probably my favorite line in any comic is when the Fantastic Four, they're helping out the Fantastic Four. Right. And the thing says to Wolverine, didn't they just make a cure for your kind? And he goes, you got a problem with mutants? And he goes, I was talking about Canadians. That was, I love that line. That was a brilliant line. Um, I also loved the fact that I love the fighting between Cyclops and Wolverine. Brilliant. And it was just like, like we all need to get along. And then within five seconds, they're out on the wall, yeah. like just challenging each other to a fight. It was great. Teachers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a really fun read. Um, it's definitely... I would say if you're going to pick it up, pick up both volume, like pick up all the volumes of it yeah. at once because A, you'll read your way through it really fast. Yeah. And B, if you're picking up just this just to get this one story arc, then you'll feel a little unsatisfied because yeah. I got done and it didn't quite have that end. Like yeah. you feel like, okay, this is the end of well, chapter one. Well, and that's, one. that's what he does. You yeah. know? That's what Whedon does in everything. Yeah. So you got the feeling like this is the end of chapter one, but not the end of a real story arc. Right. Um, I mean, if that's the worst thing I can say about something, yeah, then I want more of it. Then, yeah, then then it, you can't be a bad. It's thing. it's the first trade paperback I ever read. Oh, is it really? Yeah, fascinating. Yeah, wow. Um, but yeah, so I really really enjoyed it. Great. I've got a book for you. It's um, uh, the second. Like, it's David Copperfield. <laughs> you can read that by next week, right? Why not? It's the second book. That uh, you will read by Brian Lee O'Malley. It is aptly titled Seconds. Okay. And it is... Brian Lee O'Malley is the writer of... Scott Pilgrim. Thank you. Uh, and he... Uh, it's probably his second highest critically acclaimed book. Okay. Um, I actually think it's a little better than Scott Pilgrim. Alright. It's more of a... So Scott Pilgrim's about a bunch of people who are like 22 and kind of immature. Yeah. Um... And, it, you know, it's easy for our generation. Please tell me this is about people who are kind of 32 and kind of immature. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. That's basically what it is. It's about this uh, this woman. It's it's There's so much to talk about with it, but it's the rough, rough plot of it is it's about this woman who has just purchased a restaurant. She also works as a manager at another restaurant. She's trying to get her life together. Um, she She's, you know... She's got a lot of, you know, people she wishes she was with and it didn't work out. And, you know, she's got this long list of just, like, regrets. Right. One day she wakes up in her bedroom in the middle of the night and there's some sort of weird creature that's human-ish sitting on her dresser. Okay. And she wakes up and she's like, what the fuck are you? And it doesn't speak. And she walks over. And, and it, who it, among us hasn't been in that situation? So the, the creature points to the dresser that it's sitting on. Oh. She opens the dresser. In the dresser is like a book, I think. What? And it says, write your regrets, eat a mushroom, and go to bed. And there's like a thing. Of, there's like a mushroom there. So she writes, you know, like. Oh, I've done this before. Right. Yeah. So she writes, uh, you know, something easy. Like, I think she got into a fight with someone and it ended up like. The, you know, was in the restaurant and like a bunch of hot food mm. fell on someone's hand sure. and had to be rushed to the hospital. So she wrote down, I wish I hadn't gotten a fight with that wish person. I wish I hadn't killed that hobo. She she ate the mushroom. Okay. She wakes up the next day. It didn't happen. Whoa. Whoa. I know. Whoa. 
So that's what this book is about. Ooh. It's about coming to terms with your mistakes and learning from them. And it is written by Brian Lee O'Malley. There are two different references to Scott Pilgrim that I hope you catch. Okay. And, I probably uh, won't, but that's okay. Yeah. It's it's a great book. It's, it's, I, that, I mean, I'm, that sounds really exciting. It's about as long as Scott Pilgrim, so but it's just as easy to breeze through, okay. so I think you'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty, again, just like Joss Whedon, he's yeah. kind of a... I almost just called him Joss, like I know him. <laughs> just like Joss, you yeah, know. you know. Can I say, can I point out a stupid nerd thing that, yeah. like, every anyone who hears this That's will what hold. this entire fucking thing is about. Anyone who hears this will hold this over my head for the next, like, 20 years. Sure. I learned maybe a week ago... That Joss Whedon and Will Wheaton are not related. <laughs> what? You thought they had the same last name? Yep. I thought it was Will Whedon. Because I, I was like, oh, Joss Whedon. And someone was like, Will Whedon. And I was like, oh, it must be. I know his brothers always work on stuff. Like, they're all involved with Dr. Horrible. There's like Jed Whedon. And there's like another one. And I was like, No, oh, I think it's just Jed. I think he has other siblings. Well, no, but I'm saying I think it's just Joss and Jed are the only two names I've ever heard. Well, uh, another one is a writer, I think. And who that's, like helped with that's the... That's Jed. Okay. Then there was one who was also in, the, in Dr. Horrible. That's Joss. Joss Whedon was not in it. That's Jed. Anyway, yeah, I just found out that Will Wheaton is not related to Joss Whedon. Oh, buddy. <laughs> buddy. You're going to take me out for ice cream? Oh, yeah. I, I feel like I got to tell you there's no Easter bunny or something, too. So that's going to be our show. Uh, we got to go. Um, uh, oh, um, what was I going to say right before we went? What um, if I just left before you got to that? What if I just left my own apartment? Before I got to what? What are you talking about? The next segment of this show. I don't know what you're talking about. I, there was something I was going to say, though. I the can't segment remember. that is aptly called on all of our social media areas, wrapping up. I don't, I don't know what you're talking There was something else I was going to say. What was it? You don't um, remember? Oh! Hey, Andrew. What? 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 <laughs> Where can they find us? They can find us on Twitter.com. Our handle there is Media Lunch Break. They can also find us on SoundCloud. Which... By the way, it's at Media Lunch Break. That's how Twitter works. <laughs> so we've got that. You can find us on SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break. You can search for us on iTunes, Google Play Music. YouTube. YouTube. Subscribe to us on those is that five? three. I think that's five. Uh, we, what do we do? We did Twitter, Twitter, SoundCloud, SoundCloud iTunes, Google, Google Play, Play Music, YouTube. YouTube. That's so you five. can search for us on all three of those. You can go to our website at themedialunchbreak.com. You can also send us an email. Uh, our email address is themedialunchbreak at gmail.com. Uh-huh. We've also got a lovely Facebook that Chris set up. Yeah. That you can check out. It's that the we one and only thing I've doing. done for this podcast. I did put up a, uh, a very small um, <laughs> moment of uh, an outtake of Chris just like having a stroke or something uh, yeah that was pretty great yeah uh, i'm surprised so. i haven't had one yet but we still got 30 <laughs> seconds left <laughs> that's so. true so that's on know. that's on facebook feel free to check that out <laughs> we've also got our patreon page yeah throw in a few bucks yeah i think that's that's the that's last all one so yep. it's patreon.com slash the media lunch break give us a couple bucks it's like fund 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 go fund yourself.com fund yourself uh but instead of one big fee you pay us a little bit every time we do a thing you just put a dollar in the underpants yeah and we release a oh video. you know what somebody got me 
What did for, somebody get? For uh, someone, uh, the same person who got me Earth One Superman. If it's if it has anything to do with the segue, I don't know that I want to know, and no. I don't know it's appropriate it, for this. Well, a, it's not appropriate for this, and b, I'm gonna say it anyway. Great. Um, they got me. Um, they got me Superman under ruse. Oh, well, that's great. Yay! Anyway, <laughs> I'm um, very happy for you. Yeah. So, do they fit? I haven't tried them on yet. I did. What, them, what are you doing with I your life? Them first, I wash. You gotta wash it first. Uh, you're clearly not a super fan. Um, yeah, because. Wait, why? Because you gotta wash them first. You wash them first, so you know you wash all the stuff off of them. The stuff from the factory. In China. <laughs> China. 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 Um. Is that the end? I came dangerously close to having a meltdown just now. <laughs> I felt it. Like, as we were talking about the Underoos, I felt it kind of, like, take a turn. And I was like, oh, here it comes. If I, we wait this out long enough, it's going to happen. <laughs> I, I'm just, trying to end let's this. Just, yeah. Oh, let's get this thing. I, okay. It's happening right now. We got to go. Bye. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Fuck me. I think it's because... I think I've had it for a long time. Doesn't go bad, right? No, I think it gets better with age. Just like people. Yeah. Except for old people. Well, yeah.